Tulsa's number one podcast. Showtime, baby. It's Castro X to Titty Tia, Eyes Open, dubbed the home of the emotionally naked. A podcast about anything and everything. If you don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you. Yo, 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 it's your man, Castro X. Go ahead. Whoa, now, it's your boy, Mr. Burns. Perfect, perfect. Fuck you, nigga. I'm about to lasso Castro the asshole. Turn him in a mincemeat for a ramen casserole. Beat it to a thick booty bad bitch. She'll fucking kill me if I try to feed a cabbage. Pussy fried catfish. I'ma hit them boys with Mandalorian hat tricks. I ain't never had shit till I turned to rap. It. A rapper the rapper, Kappa Lambda. I'm on some fragile shit. Packing on packers, damage, damage, stacking damage, acting out like an asshole. If you move it against me, it's like my last. You should've taken some classes. Uh huh. Baby, what is he rapping? If you couldn't hack it, then maybe you should trash it. I'ma serve it like a delivery package. Misery's a habit in the latest fashion. She likes to pull up in the fastest. Hoopy with the black tip. We get it cracking. She releasing the dragon. Hold up. Fire breathing. I am not a heathen. I am just a lion crushing everything he's saying. Heat seeking, miss a launcher with a beacon. With all due respect, fuck you for even speaking. How? Yo, 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 it's your man Castro X coming at you live and direct with the With All Due Respect podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, 2Titty T is not currently in the house. We are sitting here at 11 15 p.m. Uh, with my special guest, man. Uh, been trying to get this man in the, in the, in the building for a minute. Uh, just to give y'all a little background, man, I was telling my man's outside before we even started recording, like, yo, this man, Tulsa legend, you know what I'm saying, one of the coldest freestylers, if y'all don't know that, uh, if y'all don't know who he is based off of that, man, you ain't from Tulsa, uh, but, man, I used to watch this man at Cypher 120 back in the day, talking about, man, I want to get my pen up to this man's level, so on and so forth, ladies and gentlemen, I got Earl Hazard in the building, Mr. Burns himself, welcome, man. Well, now what it do, man, shit, I'm, I'm honored for y'all to have me, man, for real. Most def, most def, definitely happy you here, uh, man. Let's just uh, jump into it, man. Save all the extra shit. Uh, what the fuck you been up to? How you building, man? Man, shit, I've been cooling, man. Just dad life, married life. You know what I mean? Uh, I've, you know, I just been cooling, uh, making making music. About to put out hella music, man, and uh, just been, you know, just been living life, man. Just okay. day by day. That's all I could do right now until shit shake. Definitely, definitely. Uh, man, you say you've been making music. Uh, can't help but ignore the fact that uh, y'all just dropped the Fire in Little Africa album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, That released May 28th of this year, uh, near the centennial for the Toast Race Massacre and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a five-day venture. Right, We started recording right when the pandemic hit. So we really wasn't supposed to like be doing that shit. So, right. you know what I'm saying? We was locked in. Right when everything had locked down, so that was that was a cool experience though, man. And uh, it's still streaming the shit, man. We've hit like charts, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Billboard charts, we've hit uh, Apple Music chart, title charts, you That's know, with the streaming and shit. Man, it's all kinds of shit, man. We got people watching right now, man. Getting in trouble with some shit, with you know the message, the whole right. nine. You know how that shit go, and you know, you get a hold of people that's not really you can't really filter like that. 
you know what I'm saying? So here's the thing with that, man. Let's 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 hop into that, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? With the message, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Based off of Black Wall Street and things of that sort, right? So as a white dude, right? I didn't learn about Black Wall Street until I was 17 years old. It took my brother Abdullah and Curtis to put me on game with that, with the the whole existence of that. You know what I'm Damn. saying? Which is absolutely crazy, right? Uh, and I feel that's a that's a common thing in our education system. Maybe not so much more now, but when I was going to school, man. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about you know what I mean. Just kind of when you got put on game with that. Well, shit, like, man, I, I moved here September 14, 2002, and before I moved up here, you know, my mom was like, you know, this is where we move in. If you want to come, you can come. If you want to stay, you can stay. And it was really my ticket out where I was from. You know what I mean? And so I did my research, and I remember a couple of times in economic class in high school uh, where we talked about that. You know what I'm saying? It really wasn't like the, the in-depth part of it, mm -hmm. but it was just teaching us how, like, you know, like learning true economics. You know what I mean? Shit that we didn't learn at home. You know what I'm saying? Financial uh, economics and shit like that. So, like, when I did my research on it, on the, the city of Tulsa, and I seen like, you know, on the fucking web crawlers and shit like that back in when we was using Ash Jeeves and shit like mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, encyclopedia, I was I was a huge encyclopedia reader. Like, you put me around books, fool, I'm gonna be at your fucking bookshelf. So like, when I looked up the history here, you know what I mean? I dug deeper and looked into the, and, and you know, stumbled upon the story of, you know, the Black Wall Street Massacre, the Greenwood Massacre and dug deep into it i was like damn i remember we hearing about this but not too much of it and then i didn't really find i didn't really get the hard harsh truth of it until i really moved here and got you know intertwined with like cats that were actual descendants of you know what i'm saying race massacre victims right and shit, that was around like when i was like 15 16 mm. you know what i'm saying uh, around like I was like before I moved up here when we spoke about an economic class I was like 15 you know what I'm saying years old and then I uh, moved here when I was 16 that's when I really got really put up on the whole full detail of it you know most what I'm saying so it was about the same about the same age span as you you know what I'm saying like 16 I just think man that that's absolutely crazy that something that big and that impactful could be hidden, but that's that's not the only thing that's been hidden throughout time in history, especially even in black culture. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of black culture's been hidden, you know, the roots and just everything in general, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Black people as a whole were a thriving people mm -hmm. before, you know what I mean, people came over there and fucked shit up, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You know. And even, even after, you know, the Emancipation uh, Proclamation, like, there were um successful blacks here in this country mm. like madam cj walker she had um she had some businesses up here she was tied in up here in in greenwood which she's actually from the outskirts of my hometown she's from delta louisiana where delta airlines is created you know what i'm saying which is basically outskirts of Tallulah, louisiana it's all in madison parish and um, it's like a little farm town and shit. But around those times, man, like we've had successful black people here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, successful ex-slaves or descendants of slaves and shit like that. A lot of the inventions that we use now that are very important today were created by black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just the history of America. 
you know what I mean, the the history of uh, the monotonous history, uh, stagnant, the stagnant history of America's corruption. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't want anyone that they deem lower than humanity mm. to be successful because it's, it's, it's foreign to them. And shit, like I've always been taught as a younger man, what a lot of a lot of the times what people don't know, they're scared of what they don't. They scared of what they don't understand. They would never, they would never understand because in order to understand that, you got to be able to understand the struggle and the the um, pillage and shit like that that my people had to go through. Right. You know what I'm saying. And then also, I mean, I feel like on the other side, you know what I'm saying, on the white side, a lot of these. Uh, people as, as we know history's been whitewashed as fuck you know what I'm saying uh, a lot of these people don't want them, them to know the, the, the things that they've done you oh know yeah exactly they want to keep that shit hidden yeah you they want to throw stones and hide their hand but it's, it's it can't be like that right you know what I'm saying it's easy for motherfuckers to look at a person that's black that's quote unquote had a history it's going to constantly go back to that no matter how much they try to change their, change their lives mm. You know what I'm saying? But when it's on, when the shoe is on the other foot, it's like, oh no, it's not like that. Or no, uh, I didn't, I wasn't a part of that. My people didn't do that, or it was my people, it wasn't me. Right. At the same time, it's guilty by association. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sweet. And and that's one of the reasons why they whitewash it, bro, because they don't want people to know the harsh history, the truth mm. of what the fuck. I mean, it still go down today. You know what I'm saying? And everything, man, the music. Shit, it, it, it bled over to where, like, you know, my own people use it against their, you know, use it against our own people. Mm. And it's, it's fucked up. It's just adaptation of the environment that you were brought up in. So let me ask you this, man. You're very, very intelligent. you got a real unique perspective on things. I feel like you're one to kind of see things as a whole versus you're not as filtered out when you think, man. Uh, coming times, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you see for the nation, for, for people in general, human society uh, as a whole, man? Do you think uh, we're going to continue to be, what do they call it now, uh, more of a woke society? Ain't that what they saying? Uh, or what, what do you think the future's looking like as man, far as just how um, we deal with one another on a day-to-day -day basis in regards to uh, race and just uh, anything past that? Uh, man, I think it's, it's going to, as far as the future for the people, it can only, it could get better or worse. It mm -hmm. could be better or worse. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the perspective of what people have today with the shit everybody's going through. We're going through this pandemic, which to me now is a fucking epidemic. You right. know what I mean? The shit is fucked up to where like homies are trying to pressure other people they say they have love for to do certain things. It's like, no, nah, I'm against that and I have my own reasons. You you can't do nothing but respect that. If people ain't got that level of respect, um, uh, communication, but it don't just stop there. It's the comprehension. Motherfuckers love saying conversation rule the nation, but you can talk to a stupid motherfucker all day. Mm. But if, you, if, if you're not comprehending, they're not comprehending, you're just wasting time. You know what I'm saying? Is, is comprehending if people if we are not comprehending uh, uh, each other's uh, viewpoints on things and be be able to accept criticism on if our viewpoint is wrong, you know what I'm saying? It takes motherfuckers to communicate and comprehend between each other. Like, okay, show me where I need to repair at. Right. You know what I'm saying? Show me where I need to be better at. And 
We just got to do that as a people. We can do that as a people. Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers too tied up in all this shit. You know what I'm saying? All this media and shit. They're too tied up in all what people going to think about, you know what I'm saying, shit. Man, there's more of us than them. Right. You know what I'm saying? The future of the people, man, it can be, it can be better or worse. Most deaf, most deaf. It's just, I mean, it's just like back when the fucking watch riot happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 I really can't call it because we're in a time now where people are focused on themselves. Mm. It's like, damn, everybody is scared. So we all have to lock ourselves up. And if you're not on my tribal grounds, then I have to watch out for what's around me. You know what I'm saying? Make sure your people are good. Right. Man, people, man, we'll be good as a people, man. We just really look out for each other, man, through righteousness and not try to have fucking ulterior motives. Just operating out of love. Yeah, man, out of love and uh, and, and being genuine. Mm. Being fucking genuine. You know what I'm saying? You can say one thing but mean a whole other thing. You know right. what I'm saying? You can say you're doing this for the good. It's good intentions, evil solutions. You know what I'm saying? Or it's bad intentions, good solutions. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers can use prophetic and, and influential uh, positive uh, tactics for a evil end all be all. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we got circumstances of that. I mean, just throughout history. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, uh, all throughout. You know, there are people of trying to put on the good guy role or, you know what I'm saying, the good guy persona the whole time they are here manipulating and controlling it for their own, you know what I'm saying, self-benefit. Yeah, it's just like the 10 percenters. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You I don't know, know the 10 percenters. Yeah, like this, this, you got the 85, you got the Is 10. this 5% yeah. knowledge? Yeah, this 5% okay. knowledge, you know what I'm saying, nation of gods and earth. Okay. You so know what I'm saying? You got the 85 percenters, you got the 10 percenters, you got the 5 percenters. The 10 percenters are the ones that have the knowledge that can, you know, lead people mm. to the road to righteousness, to, you know, wokeness or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? But they use it for negative manipulate, manipulate. They want to keep the 85 to 85. Right. The 85 is dumb, deaf, and blind. They don't know shit. They ain't never known shit. They're, you know what I'm saying? They are ignorant to shit. And they're scared to, you know, elevate. The 10 percenters, they got the knowledge like the 5 percenters, but they're using their knowledge to keep the 85 to 85. Right. The 5 percenters are using the knowledge as poor righteous teachers. Right. They're using this out of, uh, out of righteousness. You know what I'm saying? You either build or destroy, but you got to know the difference between both. It's, it's about balance. Right. I think, man, let me tap in with you a little bit about that because I ain't never got to have anybody come in and talk to me about the 5 percent, you know, nations of the gods and the earths. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know about that. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know what I'm saying, when I was trying to uh, just study it and things like that, man, they discussed the 10% as, you know what I mean, those in power. Yeah. Kind of making yeah. control, making moves and things of that sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's those. But, I mean, it's not just people in power. It's motherfuckers in your neighborhood, too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The ones that's, that's like, oh, yeah, he's the ghetto savior. Whoa, 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 whoa. But then look at his work. Look at the the wisdom or look look at the knowledge that he's spewing is this, is it actually changing the environment for the better around him right if not then you're destroying my you're destroying so to a degree that's wolf and sheep clothing mm-hmm mm. exactly most wolf definitely. and sheep clothing man for real 
Let me uh, let me quit trying to philosophize with you. Are nah, you me, good? Let me ask you some more shit because I'm gonna continue this, and we ain't never gonna get to any of the other stuff I want to ask you. <laughs> like I said, I don't really get to happy. You need people to come in there intelligent. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you just aware to of certain things. You know what I'm saying? So it's just good to be able to vibe on that level with somebody. Uh, man, so I want to further uh talk to you about just your involvement with uh Fire and Low Africa, man. Uh, tell me about you know what I mean when you you guys you said you guys were locked down, wasn't supposed to be recorded. How'd you go about that whole uh hurdle? You know what I mean, man. And you are you on track four, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm on track okay, four. Descendants up. with uh my man Thomas Who. It's produced mm-hmm. by uh Nolo from Lawton. Raw, um, straight raw. That whole track, man. Uh, that just that whole experience, like. It was, it was just something that we had to adapt to because we wasn't used to a lockdown. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was some social distancing, but it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Because like at the time, some of us was like, oh, "Man, fuck this shit." You know what I mean? Uh, it was some cats that came in with their masks. They were careful and shit like that. They was doing the elbow bumps and all that. You know, but it's just the, I would like to call it the fear of the propaganda. You know what I mean? The fear of the media or what other other news and shit like that. Some of that had took place, but some of it was just like, you know, we just, it was just regular shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been in the lab before with with multiple artists, you know what I'm saying, at one time, working on some magical shit. However, this case, it was different because we had a goal. Excuse me. And uh, we had a purpose. We had a a subject matter we had a a target mm. you know what i mean we had a we had an end game you know what i'm saying to to what we were gathering for and just that 5 days man it wasn't like 5 days straight you know we'll go home to our families and shit come back the next day but um each each day we did it at a different place we did it at the Greenwood Culture Center which you know um we had like five different rooms for five different Mixer um, engineers. That's crazy. And uh, we had like five different studio, five rooms going at one time, and that was awesome too. Then we had uh, the second day we was at the mansion, to where like one room upstairs was a studio. Downstairs you had like two dens that was studios, a kitchen, and then you had the one in the basement. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that was a cool experience, man, because we had so many beats to pick from. We had so many people that, you know, say before we even got to that moment, we got a we got a big ass folder of beats from different producers. We had to go through all these beats, and we were just basically. I mean, I was by myself when I came up with the ideas of the shit that I had. You know what I'm saying? Did you come we, up with the concept for this particular song? Oh yeah, yeah. I came up with the concept, and was crazy. I was the only person that picked that beat out of those hundred and some beats. Mm. Nobody else picked that beat. I picked that beat. I wrote the con. I wrote the content to it. I came up with the plot, the scheme. Everything. Did you pick your feature? Uh, uh, not the one that's on it. Out. My feature that I picked, they didn't. They didn't put them on there. They wasn't on there. Okay. And um, so uh, later on down the line, when everything was finalized, I had to come re-record my verse. Um, so I re-recorded so it was crisp. Then I added the hook, and then I didn't find out until later that Thomas who was on there. You know what I'm saying? Because the way I envisioned it, the story that I actually have for it was different than what is actually on the, you know, the album that y'all hear. Like my verse, my hook, same content, same idea that I came up with. But Thomas Who's verse, he did that on his own. You know what I'm saying? Different session. And they, I guess they had like 
different other, you know, uh, views that they wanted to approach the beat on. Right. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this then, man, because I'm really into giving the Easter eggs to the audience. You know what I'm saying? That behind the scenes shit. You know, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. always what they want to lean in on. What was your overall concept with that song? Because it was already when, when the product that we got was definitely raw, and uh-huh. your approach to it was completely raw. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, was, yeah, man. He was, he was aiming. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. And it was cold. So then, what was your? If you would have had the song, the song is great as is. Don't mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I feel like we both yes, agree sir, on yes, that. Sir. But what was your overall concept? Where were you wanting to go? What direction was you trying to take? With the it? direction that I was going for was, I already knew, doing a project called Fire Little Africa. A lot of people were going to be doing songs about rebuilding Black Wall Street, okay. what happened on Black Wall Street, what's happening now. And I was like, man, I know motherfuckers ain't going to really get too artistic with it. So I came up with a concept of doing a song, playing the role of a descendant mm. from a, a descendant. Uh, uh, I'm a descendant of the race massacre victims. And I'm getting together with like-minded people who at first I chose Saran the seventh from Oil House, shot to him and a uh, written Quincy from Cypher 120. Shout I chose out. them two to be on there. And so the concept was gonna be we're descendants from uh we're descendants of the race massacre victims. We're going to switch roles. We're going to actually go downtown. We're gonna go out south in these rich mansions. We gonna raid their homes. Mm-hmm. We're gonna raid their businesses and we're gonna burn shit to the ground and take it back how they took it from our people. You know what I'm saying? Right. And to a degree, you was bringing the fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The it's, fire it's like, of Lil' Af, you was taking that fire and you was taking it to their house. Exactly. You know I mean? And see, that that's, that's still the feel I kind of got, you know what I'm saying, from that song. Your song is definitely, like I said, you aiming. You know yeah, I mean? you got a mission in that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Of course, bro. It's cold, man. It's cold. Like I said, I'll be trying not to nerd out. <laughs> nah, you good, man. I'll be, I be loving shit like that because, like, I make music, bro. I don't be making music for other people. I make music for my own sanity. If you happen to like it, that's like that really shows me that I'm doing something good. Right. Somebody's listening to my message. If you don't like it either, you got what I'm saying in my message that you don't and you don't agree with it. Right. Or you it's just not for you. That's that song, cool. That's cool also. That song, man, for white folks is definitely one of the ones to make them nervous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, especially taking it into into the, the the current state that we're in now, you know oh, what I'm yeah, saying, of yeah. the world, which I just thought was beautiful. It's, it's the revolutionary song of the, of the of the album, you know. What oh I mean? yeah, man. I said I even said it in there. I say, uh, 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 all the senseless death you cause is coming back to hunt through revolution. Won't be televised. It will be brought upon you. Mm. Like that's the truth. Because, I mean, they, they'll put certain things of the revolution on TV, but they won't put the whole thing on it because they'll try to, Just what you know, they want. Yeah, it's what they want so they can make it look like, you know, some other shit. Right. It's like, you know, instead of just, like, you broadcasting it, we just going to bring it to you. And, I mean, that's just, I've been a, that's just how I am in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool to sit there and debate and shit. However, when it comes down to funk, man, I'm not the person to promote or condone violence however i'm not turning no other cheek right i'm i'm pulling up on you you know what i'm saying your family whatever like i'm i'm with it i'm you know what i'm saying that's not what i'm about but i can be about that and and and, and it's it just goes to 
knowing who you are as an artist. Mm. Because if you're going to say you ride for this culture, you're going to say you ride for the people, man, be about that shit. Don't be like these closet racists. You know what I'm saying? Because even closet racists, they still fight for their motherfucking shit. And when shit go that, when shit get down to the nitty gritty, they're going to be out there fighting with their people. We, me and my people, we cannot be revolutionaries online all the time. And then when it comes down to actually, you know what I'm saying, like standing up, you know what I mean? Fuck the cameras and all that shit and the recognition and the kudos. Man, look, this shit, that's, none of that shit matters. You know what I'm saying? What you really in this shit for? Right. You know what I mean? Because a lot of cats, they in this shit. Man, they'll talk that shit, but they really not about that shit. I, I come from a long line of fucking people that's with it. You know what I'm saying? My mama, my granddad, rest in peace. My, I just buried my granddad a couple weeks ago. Man, that, that man been through some shit. You know what I mean? And people just got to stand on what the fuck they talk about. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? They can't just be doing this shit. Shit ain't fun. It's entertainment at the same time. Don't just be no entertainer, man. Be about what you mean say. What you about, yeah, me what me and what you say and stand behind it. Let me ask you this, man. Something you said inspired this question earlier, man. Uh, a couple seconds ago, uh, you're very well read, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what do you views? You mentioned uh, not turning the other cheek, correct? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I love that. It, it makes me think of uh, Malcolm. What do you views on Malcolm? You, you studied up on Malcolm, man. It's oh yeah. I mean, I I. I all those, all those uh, freedom fighters, man, they are all influences. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, Marcus Garvey, um, uh, Martin Luther King, too. You know what I mean? He was on the most, on the more peaceful side. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, man, if you can't get peace, man, you got to take it. Right. And you know what I mean? You got to demand that. It's, and it's all about respect, too. You respect me, I respect you. Ain't no reason for me to hate you. Ain't no reason for me to look at you even or treat you different because of how you look. You know what I'm saying? It's who you are as a person. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And, and in, some, in some instances, some people you... You know, like, you'll have to look at that, but that's only if, if, if they showing you, like, this is what they're about. Okay, now I got to look at you like that, and I got to keep my distances, and I have to, you know, play things accordingly. Right. I'm not turning the other cheek, man. You slap me in my shit, I'm going to slap you twice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We get into a scuffle. If we not brothers, you whoop me, man, the next two times I see you, I got to get it in. Because I, like I don't that. feel like I won until I whoop you twice, if mm. you whoop me once. Ain't no way I'm going to sit there and let you bully. I've been bullied before, man. You know what I'm saying? This shit ain't cool. That shit will make you want to, you know what I'm saying, kill yourself, which my first attempt at suicide was 12 years old. Because, mm. man, where I was, it was fucked up. This was Louisiana? Yeah, it was, It was man, one of the poorest cities in America, bro. Like, one of the, we got the one of the worst youth prisons. We have a youth prison. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where kids go, a prison. You know That's what crazy. I mean? Like... Nah, I ain't no turning the other cheek, man. You, it's it's only so much a person can take, and you never know what that person going through from their day to day life, man. You gotta treat people accordingly, man. Ain't no ain't no way to it's it's not cool to be unfair like that, cause you don't want nobody to treat you like that. Hell definitely nah, don't turn the other cheek. I definitely agree with you, man. And I mean that goes throughout everything you're saying, man. It's just as you've been saying, it's just about being genuine, you mm -hmm. know, keeping that love one hundred percent. You know yes, what sir. I mean? Uh, let me take you down this road, man. I'm about to get off the Fire in Low Africa shit with you here in just a second, man. But how did you uh, end up getting involved, man? How did Fire in Low Africa even come together? I was talking to Paid a little bit about it today because I got a little bit of free time with him on the Zoom call. But I just uh -huh. want to hear your perspective, just how everything came together, man, before we move on. Uh, to me, uh, I mean, on from from 
what I experienced, it was basically, uh, it was an idea from Dr. View. He brought it to Steph and them, and they wanted to get a lot of people involved with it. And um, they had a list of artists in the state of Oklahoma, I guess, who's been making noise, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, uh, from the, you know, back day to now. And, you know, they just had all these, they had this long list. And um, my name came across to it. And uh, Chris Davis hit me up personally and was like, hey, uh, check your email. I saw this long-ass email about this project. Woo -woo -woo. So I hit him up, met up with him. We chopped it up about some shit. He was like, yeah, man, I really want you a part of this, bro. And this is this is the, uh, the vision for it. You know what I mean? This is the motion for it. This is the idea. And you ain't got to drop no money for it. Just, you know, just... We want you to be a part of it because you are one of the people, you're one of the staples of this state's music scene. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know if it was just like my past work or, you know what I mean? Because let me see, because that's one thing. I mean, uh, when you think of Tulsa Hip Hop, I mean, your name comes across everybody's desk. You know what I'm saying? You wanted Man, I would hope so. <laughs> man, you wanted the pillars out here. Like I said, I've been hearing about you since, you know what I'm saying, I was younger. So, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Man. You wanted the pillars for sure. Uh, man, but the... What was your mentality like while reading that? That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Just getting to see, you know what I'm saying, that your community, A, rocking with you that hard. You know what I'm saying? Your name coming across the desk. You got a project uh, with something with this much substance. You know, was the yeah, substance yeah. there when it was offered? Like, did, did, did they have the, the directions, I guess? No, no. Called. See, they had the direction, however, but they, I don't think they were prepared for the quality of the work. mm and the content of the work. Because the first meeting we had, I was the first person that stood up and started asking questions. And at that time, I was going through some some real personal dark shit. Mm -hmm. And some people knew about that, some people didn't. But the people that didn't know about it that I was around, it was like, man, we kind of iffy on Burns, you know what I'm saying? Like, even before then, like, cats were very uh, skeptical on, you know, collaborating with me or fucking with me or putting me on shit. Just because, um, just like what people say about me, like they say I'm volatile. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but on that first meeting, you know, the Kaiser family was in there and shit. The Kaisers was in there. Who's the Kaiser family? The, uh, the Kaisers, you know, the, the people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the Kaisers was in there because they are one of the ones that, that's helping funding it. And uh, me and Reed and Chris is like, yo, so y'all show we're going to have like artistic freedom because... I can say some shit and you might not like it. Oh, no, no, do whatever you're free to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the vision of it wasn't there for me because I didn't I didn't get the beats yet. Then when I finally got the beats and I started hearing it and I started coming up with ideas, that's when my vision came for it. And to be honest, I didn't think that I was going to make it on there. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't think I was going to make it on there. There was some people that was like, Yo, this shit is too raw. I don't think we're going to be able to put this on this album. You know, after the fact, we found out about the Motown deal and shit. People was like, man, this this may be too raw. Because I was really saying some shit. If you notice, I didn't cuss not one time. So right. it can be played on the radio. My verse easily and the hook. Going to go through no cuss words, no derogatory terms. It's one in there, but it's like... You right. know what I mean? So it can, it can get played. So like, as far as my vision, like, uh, my my point of view of the of the vision of it, of the of the end game of it, 
I really wasn't like I was going through my own shit, bro. So it was just like, hey, this is what I got to deliver. Mm. You know what I mean? I was I was on back to living life. Like, damn, I'm gonna fucking pay rent. How the fuck I'm gonna, you know, take care of my kids? You know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? This and this, and I was still I was working at the time too. So it was like, man, life was beating my ass. So it was just like. It was like an everyday thing for me. So you got in there, did your song you was on about your Yeah, family. yeah, man. Like, I just went in there and did my work, and that was it. Because right. at the same time, I'm thinking about my own personal life. You know what I mean? And shit that I have to do for myself and to get myself, because I was going through a lot of shit. So as far as, like, if, if, you, if you was to sum it up to where, like, you say, if you ask me, do I think that I was going to be at this place with Final Africa back then if I would have thought that this was going to happen? No. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't think none of that, none of this stuff was going to happen. You know what I mean? And the content of all the songs, I really didn't even hear all the songs until later on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Besides the songs that I heard that were being worked on during the process, but I didn't really have no, no longevity vision of it. You know it was what I'm just saying? A, a cool little thing to do. Yeah, it was just like, you know, I'm a part of this, this quote unquote, this huge project. You know what I mean? I got chosen. I'm going to do what I came to do. And that was it. I remember catching you at, uh, man, uh, one of the last little, uh, you know what I'm saying? When uh, Reverend Al Sharpton came through. Yeah, 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 I yeah. I remember catching you out there. I was with a little lady, man. You had these, uh, Gold circle shades on. She was like, "Man, he looked like he from the Migos." Because I think you had the locks. <laughs> yeah, I had my locks. Yeah. But I just remember you rocking the stage there, man, and it, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, that was Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a crazy time too, because you know we had the Trump shit mm-hmm. and Proud Boys is down here. All Did you get to fun. tap in with Al Sharpton? No, uh-uh. man, I'm not. Did you have interest to even speak to that man? No, I really didn't, bro. I don't. I be to myself, bro. Like I be watching myself. Like I, I, I you know, what I'm saying like in a, a, a couple years ago, I went through some some life changing shit. You know, what I'm saying where I almost lost my life. So it kind of really changed my perspective on shit. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? I was around Method Man uh, a little bit before that, and I'm just like, it's it's a regular thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm home. I still have to, you know, watch my surroundings and shit. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't concerned with, oh, yeah, I want to get a picture with Al Sharpton. I want to pick his brain, none of that. No, I already seen some of the shit, some of his work. I think that that's <laughs> healthy to a degree, the fact that you separate yourself from, you know what I'm saying, the, the bullshit that surrounds these said people, right? You know what I mean? It's very much, that's just another motherfucker, too. You know exactly. I mean? Man, that man could get hit just like me right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? If he end up getting got right in front of me, I'm not going to be concerned with, oh, let me go over here. Nah, man, I'm need, me and my wife, I need to get my go. people out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Get my people out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, any, like I don't, I don't really, I don't get down like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't be fascinated with with shit like that. You know See, what I'm I saying? Think that that's beautiful, though. Because, I mean, if you ain't doing enough for me, man, sh- well, what I'm in your face for? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so many of us are. That's what's unfortunate. Yeah, so yeah. So many of us are just so blind mm-hmm. to who the fuck they are, right? Yeah, but I they was blind just outside fact. with yeah. you hyping up the fact, yo, I'm sitting with Mr. Burns. You know yeah, man, I'm, I'm regular, man. <laughs> I'm, so, regular. I'm just saying that I think, it, I think that it's absolutely beautiful that you've gotten to a place in your life 
uh, because many don't. You know, you've gotten to a place where you like you you know what's up. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. it don't. You know what the ticket is. You know what I'm saying? You know we just humans out here. Oh yeah, of course, man. And it's it's. I mean, it's gonna always be like that, no matter mm-hmm. what the situation is. You know what I'm saying? If if I would have pulled up in a fucking suit up car and I go home to a fucking dope ass crib and I own it and own the land and mineral value and all that shit. You know, it's still the same with me. It's just, you know, at that point, I would have to move different. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, now, like, man, I'm cooling, man. Like, I'm not worried about no harm and nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm cautious. I'm I'm on point. However, like, I'm not worried about none of this shit. Most deaf, most deaf. Man, let me leave you alone about this uh, far in Little Africa shit, man. Like I said, yeah, I had to nerd out about it a little bit. You got that? No, nah, you good, you good. Because this is a big thing right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It's relevant. Yeah, yeah. It's, and for it's me, something that's, for it's, somebody to fuck with hip-hop to a degree, and then, like, bro, that's coming from here. That's that's for us. You yeah. Know what I'm like, and it's it's just, bro, like like I said, let me not uh, nerd out, but I'm not nerd out. <laughs> for good, one, bro. that's from our hometown, you know what I'm saying, Tulsa. And the music is so fucking crisp, bro. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my homies out here making music. But the money was put behind that motherfucker, mm-hmm. man. And you can hear it. It sound like some shit that we gonna get on the radio. It's beautiful. It was such a beautiful work of art. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I'm gonna leave you alone about it because I'm gonna keep going. If I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm nerding out on that. Uh, man, talk to me about your involvement with the outsiders, man. Uh, how'd y'all form? Because you guys have been out here for a long time, too. Yeah, man, that's really no involvement. That's that's my family. Mm. You know what I mean? That's that's man. That that's my that's my blood. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not blood. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been I've been kicking it with the outsiders for a while. Like my early early days when I first started going downtown. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it was just the homies and shit because I linked up with. Hector, I got to know Hector through like Boogie, you know what I'm saying? Uh Chris Boogie Walker, mm-hmm. who is an OG, um uh oh he's a Oklahoma hip hop legend, you know what I'm saying, part of the Jive Turkeys, you know what I'm saying, B Boy Crew. Um he's did movement nine one eight, had the dance studio on Greenwood, you know what I'm saying, on Black Wall Street, he was doing community events and shit with the kids. Really? Uh um prize money, all that shit, man. He was like putting people on. But I met Boogie through my man Bobby Black Keys, who's a keyboard player for a lot of people here. He's one of the main musicians here. And uh, Boogie and my man Elliot, who was a part of Play uh, Playground Bullies, B-Boy Crew, um, linked up with Hector. Then I met, you know, Kunu, Seven, Alan Doyle, um, Charisma Joy, my sister. She used to date my brother Bobby back in the day. So, like, I got close... Through the, I got close with the outsiders, you know what I'm saying, through Boogie, Marissa, and all them cats, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Just pretty Were much they the already your group? No, nah, it was just like just a, we was just like homies that, you right. know, kicked it from time to time, you know what I'm saying, like every now and again. And we was like peoples, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like close friends. And then like when I started hitting the scene hard downtown, that's when I got intertwined with them. And we was just like partying, man, and just kicking it. Like we partied hard, bro. Like hard. You got any uh man uh any fun stories? If you could pick one story oh, just to bro. be like this shit was crazy. Alright, so I I think I joined the outsiders the night that I was shooting 
um, my Between Friends video. I was shooting it from my iPhone I had at the time. And um, that's when I joined them that night. And, uh, you know, down the line, we was doing events and shit at uh, uh, this place on 7th and Elgin. The craziest story, bro. I was on the run. Shouldn't have been doing no events. I had to do a battle in OKC, School okay. of Thought, and I had to go against D-Lo. Bro, we, we was like, man, we're going to go out. We're going to show out, bro. We're going to pull up. Be like, yeah, yeah, they're going to see what Toast about. We're going to be outsiders, repping outsiders. I mean, we had a bunch of people on the party bus. Drank, weed, drugs, everything. Mm. We was getting down, bro. We get halfway to OKC, stop and get gas. You know, when we did the toll, cross the toll, stopped and got gas, didn't use the bathroom, got cigarettes, got blunt sticks, all that shit. Mind you, uh, let me let me remind you this. Two battles before this battle, I no showed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, so this time I'm like, man, we gotta go. So for we pulling out from the gas station soon, we pull off on the exit. Whoa, we got whooped. State troopers. So they get on the bus, they like, man, before they even get on the bus, we eating. Everything. <sighs> man, the homie Hector had like a handful of fucking model caps. I'm like, nigga, if you eat all that, you're going to die. Nigga, spit some of that out. He spit half of them out. My hand is covered in saliva. Fucking, I had about good 10 or 12 fucking pills. I ate all them bitches. I'm already on, like, I'm already on two, maybe three. Bro, ate them bitches. Cops get on the on the fucking party bus, take everybody fucking IDs. I call Ronnie Harris. I'm like, bro, I'm about to go to jail, bro, because I got warrants. I'm on the run. They was like, man, come on, bro. This is gonna be the third time you know. I'm like, bro, I'm sorry, bro. Like, we're on the party bus. We're almost there. We got stopped, bro. Them motherfuckers got back on the bus. Didn't pull nobody off. Didn't check nobody. It was like we just making sure everybody was 21. Mm. Nigga, we threw so much weed away. The homie Greg. Took his whole ounce of weed, threw it out the window. Soon he threw it out the window, the weed hit the cop in his back. What the fuck? The weed hit That's the cop crazy. like he's walking by the window. He didn't even see the cop. He just, boom, I was like, nigga, you just hit the cop with the weed. The whole fucking shit. And it wasn't even in the bag. It was just all bud. Boom, hit the cop in his back. He didn't even feel the shit. He kept going, came on the bus. Boom, 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 boom. Took all these, checked, gave all shit back. We're on our way to OKC, and we're like, nigga, we just ate all these fucking drugs for nothing. I mean, for something, but it's like, fuck. We get to the battle, bro. I'm high as shit. And if you look at the fucking footage while I'm battling so D-Lo. So this footage is out. Yes, this footage is fucking out. And you, you can tell I was rolling shit. my motherfucking ass off. <sighs> bro, it was a scary night, but it was like, what the fuck? That was one of the wildest nights, bro. Where does that happen? That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Man, that, that happened with the Outsiders, bro. That's wild. How'd the uh, battle go? It was great. Yeah? It did the ending. It didn't end it how I, how I envisioned it. Because, of course, you know, I'm, I'm battling somebody in the city that's from the city. So, of course, you know, it's going to be slanted. Audiences with them. But, I, man, I was coming with it, bro. I was coming with it. High as fuck. Like, Gone, bro. I swear to God, I wish I can 
fucking use those bars that I did write. I don't even re I remember some of them, but not all of them. But I had three rounds ready. Man, I did my first round all the way through. My second round, I basically brain farted because I was rolling so hard. So I just freestyle. Hmm. Freestyle the second. Which you round. have the ability to do. Man, you know I really, saying? I didn't, to be honest, bro, that night, I didn't know how I was going to do it. But, man, that shit, it, I was boosted up. Right. I got through it. I was, man, I was, I was hitting him with shit. <laughs> like, I was surprising myself, like, fuck. But that was a crazy-ass night, bro, the fucking party bus night. I don't ever want to go through that again. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, man. I'm glad you shared that story. Uh, since you brought up battle rap, man, you know I got to talk to you about some battle rap shit. You know what I mean? Uh, first off, I mean... When'd you get into battle rapping? You know what I mean? Because my knowledge uh, of you was from Cash Rap Battle League. We talked about this outside before we started recording. You know what I mean? Did you start off on Cash Rap Battle League with the battle rap shit? Or was it even on video before when you started? No, when I first started, I mean, I first got into battling when I was like, when I first started writing rhymes. Because uh, I was a fan of Scribble Jam. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Scribble Jam was a, uh, a yeah, competition. Uh, yeah, it was a convention, a uh, hip hop convention. When you know was it? Uh, this was like late '90s, early 2000s. Because I think I've heard, I've heard of Scribble Eminem did yeah, Scribble, yeah, Eminem Scribble Jam. Rhyme Fest killed Eminem on Scribble Jam. Um, man, hella people did Scribble Jam. Man, mm -hmm. a couple of my homies up here, uh, Nemesis from uh, OKC, he done Scribble Jam before. You know what I'm saying? So like. Man, I was just a battle cat because I'm like, man, I'm dope at writing poetry. I'm dope at manipulating, you know, the English language, you know, uh, manipulating speech and, you know, being artistic with it. I always took hip hop as a serious thing. And uh, when I moved up here, man, I was battling cats, you know, like in my high school, any high school I went to, a motherfucker, I saw a cypher, I'm in there. I'm there to fucking destroy shit. And don't mm. try to fucking call me out because I'm going to fucking kill you. Mm. And um, as I got older, I started going from hood to hood, like project to project, Apache, Comanche, all these shits, battling their best cats, destroying cats. And then I started doing um, battles at like Club Image, Club Genesis, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. Did they, have a, did they have leagues at this time? No, nah, it was just like motherfuckers doing events, like mm -hmm. KJM's doing events and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Cash prizes and this and this and this. So I, everything, every time I heard a battle or rap competition, I was in that bitch. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ramal, Ramal Brown, he was one of the first ones that actually experienced my early stages of battling. Like I was, I wasn't even old enough to get in clubs, and I was in the motherfuckers wrecking shit. Like nigga, I done, I done almost got killed over a couple of battles. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's before they start filming and shit like that. You know, and the con the concept of it now, and the uh, the um, the formation of it now. You know what I mean? Because it's changed a lot. Yeah, it oh, changed yeah. a whole lot. And um, man, it was just the competition. It was just the MC in me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to prove that I was the best at at rhyming. And I ran to some cats that you know what I'm saying that that had that shit. At the same time, like, I was undeniable. Like, I can walk anywhere. I can go anywhere. And I'm going to rep my shit. And I'm going to fucking kill whatever that's in front of me. Right. So, I mean, it just pretty much started early. And then, like, 
with the format that it is now. It was just based. I got into those because it was basically like cast is like, man, yo, Burns, we know about your history or we heard about your history, be a part of it, you know what I'm saying, this and this, you know, I just be a part of it just to help people, help other people shit grow. Right. You know what I'm saying, because it's a part of the culture. It's my duty as an MC and being a part of the hip-hop culture for me to help elevate others, because that's what hip-hop is about. Most deaf. Most deaf. I can definitely dig that, man. Talk to me, man, because, you know what I'm saying, I feel like you wanted to cast it, could truly have an opinion on this matter, man. Uh, Break down what hip hop is to me, man. You know what I'm saying? I consider myself somebody that, that fucks with hip hop very heavily. You know what I'm saying? If I had a religion, it'd definitely be hip hop. You know what I mean? Uh, talk to me about what hip hop is, man. Talk to me what it means to you. Man, hip hop is a way of life. Mm. Hip hop is a culture of underprivileged people that came from nothing that made something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Um, it's the movement of knowledge. It's the movement with knowledge. It's, it's taking knowledge and and moving people with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Creating a movement with your knowledge, the things that's going on around you in your in your environment. You know what I mean? Um, Hip hop is a way of unity. You know what I'm saying? Of all from all walks of life. You know what I mean? Um, it's the culture of b-boy and MC uh, MC. Uh, graph uh, started with the DJs, mm -hmm. you know, the hidden element of hip-hop, uh, skateboarding, um, the, 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 the main elevated knowledge, uh, the main elevated uh, element is, is the knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Um, being creative, being artistic, just being original, you know what I mean? Um, it's, a, it's a whole different world than than other coaches i definitely agree man you you mentioned the, uh being original right uh let's talk about that a little bit right uh the hip-hop game is uh i'll say evolved a lot it's mm -hmm. changed a lot uh and originality i feel at times is something a lot of people have forgotten you know what i'm saying but it used it started off with like yo you know why my adidas is better because they my Adidas. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's yeah. Like, you know, and now it's like everybody want to be the same character. You know what I mean? Everybody want to be the same guy. And, and that's, that's part of why I fell in love with hip-hop is off of that. Like, I can be me, and the reason that's cool is because it's me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Ain't got shit to do with nobody else's thought, what they think. Like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do because it's what I want to do. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just I, I feel like that's absolutely beautiful. Uh, talk a little bit more about the being original in hip-hop. Uh, you have to be, man. Originality is one of the main characteristics, is one of the main um, uh, attributes that you have to have. Mm. Because, I mean, back in the day, man, motherfuckers got hurt for, for biting. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? For emulating. Stealing stuff. Uh, yeah, man, and, and being simulated. It's, it's, it's organic. You know what I mean? Um, there's not a lot of originality here in Oklahoma. Mm. It's harsh to say, but it's the truth. Why do you think that is? Uh, I, I know it is because of what's being shown. Mm. Well, See, I mean, it's evident. Why it's do you like, think we don't have our own style out here? Because, saying, I, I agree with you. Because... Do you feel it's where we are? Or? No, it's because I feel like the audience and the people here were more influenced 
than rather than being influential. Mm. You know what I mean? I definitely know. Uh, some cats down here, they were influenced by the East Coast. Majority of them were influenced by the West Coast. If they wasn't influenced by rap, they was influenced by the shit that was original here, like the Gap Band, mm. you know what I'm saying? Leon Russell, uh, Mason, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Um, man, the originality here is very seldom. It's very seldom. You know what I mean? Um, and and to answer your question, the reason why I, I think, the reason why I know that, because like I say, it's, it's, it's what's shown. Look at all the videos that's being produced now. Look at all, listen to all the music that's being produced now. T-Pain was just saying this shit. Everybody's doing the same thing. Motherfuckers is not making nothing different. They can take something and be like, man, I remember on one Facebook, uh, before I got off Facebook, Motherfucker was like, uh, I was on this uh, post and I said something about that. I was like, man, 99.9% of Oklahoma artists are not original. And the dude was like, well, I could contest that. I was like, well, show me something. Give me a link to your stuff and I'll, I will genuinely tell you it's not no hating shit. It's not no bias shit. Mm. And he was like, oh, yeah, man, I'm different, bro. I'm not like everybody else. My sound different. And when I clicked on it, it was the same format of the shit I heard. Right? I'm like, nah, bro, I can, I can give you three. I can post three links of people that's in the industry now that has a song similar to this. Right. It's, it's so not original, bro. It's not. Do you feel like that's uh, with hip-hop across the board, though? Now? Yeah, it is with hip-hop across the board. However, um, it just depends on the time. Because, I mean, when, when Texas was on, everybody, a lot of motherfuckers was trying to rap like they was from the South, rap like they was from Texas, you know, slow, loud, and banging, all that mm -hmm. shit. They were trying to rap like that. When the A-Town shit was here with the snapping and the crunk music, motherfuckers was trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? And, the you know, now it's like the Atlanta uh, uh, trap house flow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doing that shit. Everybody doing the the auto tune, rapping and singing at the same time. You know what I mean? Like we've had stuff like that, and it's not original. It's like you're regurgitating the same thing. Right? Is you're not being innovative. You're not being. Man, do you feel like a part of that is because I mean, dude, why they in it, right? So like, a lot of cats are just after that shit. So they trying to be. Because uh, I've had conversations with some of my other. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop friends and things of that sort, man. It's like, they're just trying to be relevant. Make what's popular. But you can be relevant at the same time being original. It's mm. not, I don't, I would say it's, motherfuckers think that's the easy way to get on. To get what the kids say nowadays, um, uh, uh, what they say, get to the bag or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I that's, love that that's how you say, what do uh, they say? Get to the bag? That's, I mean, I don't be, bro, right. I don't, it just man, shows how I'm celebrated old, you are with the bullshit. Yeah, you know I'm I'm I mean? old, man. I'm all I'm I'm all about the the original elements. Right. You know what I'm saying? And just from the era I grew up and the shit that I grew up around, the lingo that I was raised around and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, motherfuckers is trying to get to the check so easy. It's it's easy to go viral now. Mm -hmm. And motherfuckers are trying to tap into that, which is understandable. However, Man, you know, you're really showing what you're in it for. Right. You know what I'm saying? With the moves you're making and, and how your, you know, your, your, the way your sound is, the way your movement is, the way your imagery is. 
That's not about that. You can steal. It's motherfuckers out here that's... Look at Tyler Crater. Look at Joey Badass. Right. Like, fucking Wu-Tang is still fucking making shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can... Man, you can still be original, like, and, and not sound like anybody else. Right. A motherfucker can't ever... They can't pick not one song of mine, no matter if it's a slow song or a fast song or boom bap or whatever. You cannot... Compare me to anybody in the industry. I guarantee you that. Mm. I've had cats that been like, oh, man, you sound like most deaf. You sound like this and this and this. No, I don't because I can play these same cats, which I love. I love these people. But no, I'm not. They don't. I don't sound like them. They don't sound like me. They are way, way past me. You know what I'm saying? In certain shit. When it comes down to my shit, I sound like me. Mr. Burns. yeah. I, I don't sound like nobody else. Mm. You can't, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these cats, you can hear them be like, oh, you sound like this person. Oh, this song sound like this. This song sound like that. Or this this album cover looks like this. You know what I mean? Or your promo shit looks like this. You can't, ain't no way, man. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to innovate. I like that, man. You know I what I mean? That. I'm, I'm doing my needed. best to innovate. Yeah, it's needed, man. Man, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I know we've been going for a minute. I'm going to wrap things up here in just a minute. Uh, I don't know what, you, what else you got to do. You know what I'm saying? No, you're good, man. But uh, you know what I mean? You were around when the hip-hop scene really started changing in downtown Tulsa as well. You want to talk to me about the early days of that? Uh, Yeah, man. Uh, sh- man, when I first started going downtown, because I've, I've been a part of the scene since like 2002, well, 2003. I started getting into the swing of like what the scene looked like. I've been a part of the scene, you know, where, you know, the club scene, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Club Hive, Club Haze, and all that shit. But um, when that scene died, died off, I started going downtown because like, I mean, my, my, my homie Rivy shot him. He he really brought me downtown and, and, uh, and influenced me to bring my my work down there so when we got down there it really wasn't no hip-hop scene at all it was nothing Mm. it was you know hardcore punk and i was a part of the hardcore and the punk scene too you know what i'm saying like i was going to hardcore shows and you know shit like that and punk shows house basement parties i was in all that shit i was probably one of the only rappers besides Gengar that was in that scene. Shout out Gengar. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Gengar. And, He's um, somebody I feel different with it. Yeah, yeah. He, he come real uh, unique. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. Style. Yeah, man. And uh, so, like, when we got downtown, bro, it was like it was nothing there. So we started from nothing. Like, everything that's going on downtown, like, that shit came off our backs. Mm. Because even, like, it was, it was motherfuckers that had clubs that were black. They weren't fucking with that type of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? It was it was some of our peers like, man, ain't nobody fucking with that white boy hip, that white boy rap this and this and take this shit to the white people. It's fucked up. However, you know, it's just ignorance. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after a while, was, we just stayed diligent with it, bro. And then it just started building because it's, they seen like, oh, damn, we got a genuine spot to actually do hip hop shows. Not have any fights. Not worry about no violence. Not worry about no judgment. And these motherfuckers took us in was like, yeah, man, we, we willing to give you a uh, give you a chance to do some shows, you know what I'm saying? As long as this and this don't go on, y'all good, y'all got a home. 
and Sound Pony, Crystal Pistol, which turned into the Yeti. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Crystal Pistol and the Yeti. Uh, Crystal Pistol and Sound Pony really, really like gave us a home. So they staples to the Tulsa hip hop. Yeah, that's that's we, we call it Mecca. Mm. That's Mecca of of Tulsa hip hop. Uh, today's Tulsa hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Um, we built that shit from from the mud, from the ground up. We did the foundation. We did the skeleton of, of the whole shit. You know what I mean? We did the insulation. We did the masonry, all that shit. You know what I mean? And it was beautiful because it was like, before it got to where it is now, it was just all rawness, man, with like the drummer shows, uh, lyrics to go, uh, um, less isn't fresh, and you know, movement now when they, shit like that, man. And um, we used to throw shows. Last I forgot the name of the club. But uh, I think it was called the. Uh, it was called something, man. Uh, I can't. Uh, can't fucking think of it. But the outsiders used to throw shows there every Thursday, and the motherfuckers was getting live. Like people come out, get on the list, and they showcase their shit. And we've like got a hell of of a fucking huge following on that. You know what I'm saying? And we were one of the only scenes that never died out. So, I mean, for me, from the beginning stages of it, it was just like brick and mortar, bro. It was brick and mortar. We had to just, you know, this is it. We Some of us been a part of different hip-hop scenes here in different times here. This is different. Like, we didn't we didn't have no cliques no more because I was a part of a clique. Some other cats was part of certain cliques. They weren't popping like that no more. It, a lot of us split up. Went on do, to do our own thing, and that was a lot of our refuge for doing our own thing and actually building something and building a community. So let me ask you this, then, man. On that tip, uh, being somebody that helped uh, me, I mean, build what hip hop hip hop is here now, especially in downtown Tulsa, man. Uh, what are your views on the community in which you build now? I feel like uh, we definitely got a a thriving community in regards to the hip hop scene. Oh yeah, man. Um, it's starting to grow more hmm. because now everybody's seeing that the places that we've built the scene off of, these are the go-to spots. Like if you want to become a main, a, a made artist, like these are the spots you want to get a show at Sound Pony. You want to get a show now at Rabbit Hole. You want to get on a show that uh, world culture is throwing. You want to get on World Culture Music Fest. You want to get on these things because it's going to help solidify you as an artist as far as the vision of the people, um, you know, getting in the eyes and the minds of the people that are paying attention now, the fans, the artists, you know what I'm saying, the pillars, all the ones that's like up top. It's like, all right, man, you know what I'm saying, you were the other, you know what I'm saying, the blueprint and, and, and the knowledge to be able to, you know, sustain and grow, you know what I mean? Um, it's a lot of new cats now coming out, and I feel like the attention is, is getting more on that because a lot of people ain't really checking for us older cats. Hmm. You know what I mean? Unless we're like, like myself, like I keep myself working. If I'm not working, like, you know what I'm saying? My 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 presence is felt. I'm, I'm I see everything that's going on. I hear everything that's going on. No matter what it is, if it's in 
the the hip hop scene or the hip hop. Yeah, I, man, I, I see it all. I'm I'm right there, even if you don't see me. You know what I mean? And it's 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 getting bigger. I feel like it's gonna be even more bigger. This motherfucker's gotta just stay righteous, man. Motherfucker gotta stay righteous and stay working and stay putting out quality shit Most and, and standing up to this whack shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like every like. Everybody's like, yeah, man, we all need to come together, man. Everybody don't need to come together because everybody ain't dope. Facts. Can't be getting, you can't have weak soldiers in your infantry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to win a battle or a war, you got to have strong soldiers, strong Definitely. warriors. Definitely. You know what I mean? So it's 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 getting there, man. It's it's getting, it should have been like this years and years ago. It should have been like this. It shouldn't have waited this long. But it's like motherfuckers up here is like, if it's not benefiting to them, if it's not popping, or if it's not something that they can become popular off of, they're not gonna rock with it mm. until it's like, oh, now it's flourishing. Until oh, they yeah, see I'm that there's fa- something that they can have. Yeah. Until they see they can take a piece of that pie themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah, man. Yeah, cut that shit out, man. It, I mean, it's, it's the righteous will always be righteous, and the people will see who's righteous, and the people will follow who's righteous. You know what I mean? And I, you just can't really make it your responsibility right. for people to be how you expect or people, are, you know what I'm saying, people to be how you know they should be. You know what I'm saying? If they're not like that, then you know how to treat them accordingly. And in the scene, it's, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of politics. You know what I mean? With any scene, it's a lot of politics. I just feel uh, concentrating on you, though. It's mm-hmm. key. You know what I'm saying? Just continue to do you. Yeah, do yeah, and that's yeah, exactly. Man, fuck all this other shit. None of this other shit matters. You know what I mean? Who gives a fuck what I say? You know what I'm saying? I can hear a person be like, oh, they whack. Well, who gives a fuck what I think? You know what I mean? It's not affecting my shit. Right. It's not affecting nothing I'm a part of. So I shouldn't make it my responsibility to put that energy into that. Because I'm just stagnating myself. At the end you know, of the day, that's your energy. Yeah, you know exactly. Ex- ex- exactly. I definitely agree with that. Uh, man, last question I'm going to ask you, man. Like I said, I touched it a little bit on that uh, battle rap shit with you earlier, man. Rumor has that you got a battle coming up. Yeah, man. Um, we just got the fire today. I haven't. I really haven't even seen it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, later on this month. Uh, my man Headache, uh, him and Paige, uh, they came to me, was like, man, you know, man, we need you to uh, write something, bro. You know what I'm saying? Come, you know, we trying to get this back on, you know, and going. So I'm like, yeah, I'm down, bro. You know, they're my peoples. Mm. So, uh, yeah, um, I haven't even started writing for it yet. Word. You know what I mean? It'll it'll come to me. Like, I, I didn't thought of hella lines. I'm like, ah, you know, I don't write it down because I be having so much shit to do. But, uh, yeah, I got a battle coming up, man. It's in a couple of weeks. I think it's August... 22nd. August 22nd, yeah. Yep, at 2 p.m. And uh, the Lyrical Elite Battle League. Uh, shout out to them, man. Uh, I guess you'll see who my opponent is. When, um, you know, when you see the flyer, I'm not going to get deep into it. But if you got time to come out, come out and support it, man. We got some um, one-round battles, man, and we're going we to really make it a good show for people, man. I'm always going to come with that shit. So, yeah, I'll be prepared, man. I, I'm, I'm going to come with some shit. I'm going to pull some shit out. I'm, uh, 
I'm definitely excited to see it, man. Uh, from my end, you know what I'm saying, hosting, I'm going to be, feel the best seat in the house to watch y'all do y'all thing, man. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see you in warrior mode. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. I'm I'm excited too, bro, because it's, it's keeping the culture of Tulsa Hip Hop alive. Most and that's time. one of the elements that's missing from the town. You know what I'm saying? It's battling. They do need to bring that shit back. Most deaf, most deaf. Uh, man, do you have any uh, projects coming up that you want to plug, as well as social medias, any shows coming up? Uh, man, you can find me on all social medias, man, like Instagram, Twitter, um, even TikTok, uh, at 318ME918. Um, I just released a project, Need Money for Weed and Food, um, but I'm having technical difficulties with the dist- uh, distrib- uh, distribution and shit like that. So, like, all my streaming links are fucked up right now, so I have to redo a lot of shit. It will be out in a couple of weeks. Later on, at the end of the month, I'm dropping another project called Peace. Um, I got a lot of shit in store, man. I kind of just want to, you know, leave some mystique about it. Mm. Because um, I don't want to, I hate jinxing, I hate jinxing myself, man. <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in that, man. You know what I mean? Um, I got some shit coming out uh, uh, with my man DJ 10OD. I got some shit coming out with uh, DJ No Name. You know, send the Lou Perch. Uh, man, just got to be on the lookout, bro. You know what I mean? Need money for weed and food will be out. Uh, everything will be proper, put together, and no problems with links or streaming, anything like that here in a couple weeks. Uh, you'll see it when it drops. I'm not going to just, you know, put a date on it. I just got to wait, you know what I'm saying, until they say, all right, it's cool. You know, and then I could be able to start, you know, promoting this shit. Most dev, most dev. You got any shows coming up? Um, yes. I have... Um, a show this Saturday at Vices with Bakonomics, Sativa Profits, uh, some more cats. Um, I have a show August 25th in Springdale, Arkansas with um, with uh, MERS. Um, I have a show September 10th opening for MERS in Arkansas. Um, I got a lot of shit, man. Festivus, I'm putting Festivus for the best of this, my uh, festival. I put together for my birthday every uh, first weekend in November. That's, you know, that's coming up soon. Um, the BOK uh, Center show got pushed back to November 18th. It's supposed to be August 6th, but um, it got pushed back to November. So I got some shit lined up. I'm also putting together a tour, too, which oh, details yeah. will be out soon about that. You know what I mean? I will be going overseas next year, hopefully, if shit not locked down. You make that happen. Where exactly you going overseas? Man, there's a few spots. Uh, we got Germany in the works. We got Japan. Uh, hopefully China. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a bunch of shit. I'm trying to get some shit in London. So, like, real quick before we get off, my bad. Nah, you uh, good, man. <laughs> so you know, like your style hip hop, man. You definitely bring that old school element. And they eat that shit up out there in the UK. They love it. They oh love yeah, man. It. You know what I mean. Shout out to all my fans uh, in Europe, in Asia, you know what I mean, um, in Africa, uh, Canada, shit, fucking, man, everywhere, man, like, if they on my shit, man, shout out to everybody, appreciate everybody that's supporting my shit, um, 
if you blast my shit wherever you at, I will be seeing you. Just you know, follow my you know follow my social media and shit. Uh, comment on something, say hey, we you know I would love to see you here and here and here, and we can we can try to make it happen, man. Most deaf man, most deaf. Well, uh, let me say, uh, man, I enjoyed this experience. It was dope to just get to sit here and rock with you as people. You know what I mean? Uh, thank you for being human, for real. Man, thank you for having me, man. Shit for real, solid, brother. Man, for real. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tia usually plugs up to social media, but as you can see, she ain't in the building. So I'm going to try to remember our social media is off head. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, that's with all due respect, podcast. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, that's A underscore broadcasting. Uh, tap in with us on Instagram at, with all due respect, 001. Uh, hey, stay tuned for Lyrical Elite, man. That's coming soon. You know what I mean? August 22nd. You know what I mean? It's finna go down. We got a stacked card for y'all, man. Three, three, uh, I think we got three matches on the card. You know what I'm saying? Some one-rounders. It's gonna be the only battle we doing with one-rounders, though. After this, man, this is just to get things in the works. But after this, we're gonna have a bunch of three rounds for you, man. It's gonna go down. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burns, this has been the With All Due Respect podcast, uh, where we express our truest thoughts and feelings. And for those of you that don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you. Fuck you. Facts. And we out. <laughs>